the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In-depth business and investing news. We are Business 1440. KYCR, Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. As leaders from Congress and the White House toiled in high-stakes negotiations on mammoth $1 trillion worth of spending uh, measures, Last night, President Trump was forced to defend himself over his handling of the coronavirus. One reporter asked the president what he would tell a worried nation. The president said, I say that you're a terrible reporter. The president has been complaining about what he calls fake news coverage of his handling of the crisis from the outset, even though he's also praised it for being fair at times. Groups tied to public labs say they're seeing serious shortages now of some of the supplies needed to process coronavirus test kits. A spokesman for the Association of Public Health Labs says they are seeing dwindling supplies of chemical components and swabs needed to collect patient samples. That is medical correspondent Tim McGuire on Wall Street Friday. The Dow lost 913 points. This is SRN News. Fear and greed, panic and euphoria are emotions that drive the market. Tune into this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll be discussing how to keep your emotions in check and help you turn panic into prudence when markets don't cooperate. Alan Mike will share with you tips to succeed in up and down markets, even crazy ones. So make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on Business 1440, or call them right now with your questions at 855-231-6010. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue, and company, and other factors. Not available in all states. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. It's the King Banyan Show. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Just say what you got, man. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Another beautiful February. Happy Leap Day. We need need Leap Day music, Wyatt. Leap day music. If it was up to me, I'd have something on here, but I showed up this morning and, well, there was nothing, so we just went with this one. Okay. Okay. There should be... Maybe maybe we'll find some find some uh, some bumper music that uh, fits, fits a leap day kind of theme. Who knows? Anyway, uh, good to be with you. <laughs> Is there any other story than coronavirus right now? 
This was the week. This is a week where it, it was very, very interesting. I was having an observation with uh, one of our listeners through Twitter. Um, our listeners often often will send notes to me via Twitter at, using either the hashtag pound KBRS or my handle for the show is at Banyan Show. And if you don't, if you're like, how do I spell Banyan again? Every other letter is an A. Every other letter is an A. That's pretty simple, isn't it? Uh, and and so they, people were listening. People were uh, listening to the show a few weeks ago, uh, and I've been talking for about three to four weeks. I don't know how far back I'll, you can go to find it, but I'm, I'll say at least three weeks. This is a major disruption in the supply chain, right? And so this is this is what we should expect to have happen. This is a major expansion in the supply chain. We should have one to two quarters of, of negative growth. China will experience it more than anybody else, but it will transmit just like the virus itself. The economic impacts of the virus will, will, will transmit through the rest of the economy because China is such a large economy, even though it's not as open to uh, exports from other countries as some of us wish it would be. It's still a significant customer to many export-oriented markets around the world. I, I think the issues in Germany are more tied to China than many of us understand. I've tried to, I've tried to do a little research on that, but uh, frankly, just so many things on the plate right now, in particular the uh, the issues with with coronavirus, that I just haven't I haven't been able to prioritize that uh, at this time. But that being said. It is, it is abundantly evident from much much information that that the market this week, selling off twelve percent or thirteen percent, depending on which index you're looking at. This is the week the markets realized, hey, we need to make we need to make an adjustment. So, I wanted to do. Basically, this is a week where we don't have a whole lot of economic news of the week. But enough that I, I, I will hit a few current facts. But this is basically a week where we're going to just do two, two deep dives. And the bigger of the two will be the coronavirus story. Because this is the week where everybody is probably looking at their stock market, right? You're going to get your monthly statement on your 401k or, or, or your, your pension or something like that. Or you're going to get it, maybe you get a quarterly statement. When your quarterly statement comes at the end of March, your jaw's probably going to drop and you're probably going to do a sharp inhale. (gasps) Okay, what does that mean? Now, I I, I don't often tell this story, but it's, it's, I've told it probably once or twice before in a public space, uh, but uh, it, it bears repeating. Many smart people, including my father, my late father, who was a pretty shrewd investor, made a decision at some point during the 2008 decline, particularly given that he had already retired and was, um, and was living off that income, decided he needed to preserve capital and decided to, to sell off the portfolio. I remind people... And I reminded him at the time, most of the gains in the stock market, if you invest for the long run, happen within a few short months of a very long period. I don't have the statistics in front of me. I don't didn't mean I I actually hadn't planned to tell this story, but it's it, it it's instructive. If you decide that a particular drawdown like this one, which is Actually, a twelve percent drawdown, a correction. My wife, my wife, who is not, who has n- not got an MBA like my dad did, um, you know, actually asked me. So, what does it mean to be in a correction? And I said, well, that means that means the stock market pulled back ten percent from a high, and we pulled back twelve percent. We've had probably fifty to sixty of those in the last hundred years. They happen. Now, 
if when it happens and you sell out the question is well i'll get back in when it when when the, you know when the coast is clear i'm going to avoid some of this decline but you never know you never know when that next one's going to happen so my advice is to the extent i ever give investing advice it's always money that's in for the long haul should stay in for the long haul and you should weather your declines if you took on a lot of risk in your portfolio and this is my other piece of economic advice if your portfolio keeps you up at night you haven't properly invested if you wake up at 3 a.m. and think to yourself gosh I wonder what's happening in my portfolio get hold of your get hold of a professional I'm not a professional financial advisor don't take advice from me except for this if you're waking up at night call a person who is a professional advisor and tell them just that my portfolio woke me up at 3 a.m. and if they don't say okay let's figure out how to make it so you can sleep better if that's not their answer well then maybe this one an additional piece of advice maybe you should shop for another advisor okay chances are most of them will tell you just as just as we told you just as you've you've heard me say before you this is not the point at which I I've changed anything and I'm now my father was older in 2008 than I am today but I'm a I'm a person who's who's thinking of retirement within the next 10 years or at least starting to draw retirement income within the next 10 years when I say retirement I don't mean I'm going to stop working I just mean I'm going to start drawing on my lifetime income and reduce the re, probably reduce the annual income I earn I earn from my labor sometime in the next 10 years but if you can't if you if you're up every night going like oh my gosh what does this mean what does this mean it's like call someone get some professional advice because I every advisor I talk to would give you that I know and think is pretty well educated not all of them being people that 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 I, I taught, but many of them are, will give you that same advice. If it's not, if it's keeping up at night, you're probably exposed to too much risk. Let's figure out how to how to trim that risk without you just pulling the plug and getting out. Here's here's the 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 here's the uh, punchline to the story. Like many people who pulled the plug in 2008 2009 and went all to cash. Dad never did get the money back into the place he needed to be. And then over the next 10 years, as he sees interest rates fall and fall due to policies that, that, I, that I would say border on financial repression, um, he, does not, you know, he, and my, he and my mother are never able to get back to the level of uh, annual income from their savings that they had planned to retire on. They're okay. Don't 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 feel don't feel too bad for them per se. But this is just, you know, this is a supply shock. And in the process of talking you through what that means and what we're likely to hear as a result of this, I believe what you're going to hear, what what I believe, you, what you'll come out with is we're probably in a we're probably going to get through this okay that doesn't mean there won't be a recession because of this there probably there there really could be a recession as a result of coronavirus we call them supply shocks it's why i've been talking about the supply chain for the last three to four weeks because this has a significant possibility at least in my own work in my own little corner of minnesota it's not a national forecast, but my own little area, which is a little more manufacturing oriented, a little more construction oriented than the average part of this part of this country. I put that risk at about one in three. Right? About a one third chance that there's a recession sometime in sometime in twenty twenty, which again means there's a two thirds chance that there won't be. But even if I even if I made that fifty percent or sixty percent, because it takes me about six, you get it, I have to flip that ratio before I'll say there will be a recession in twenty in in twenty twenty. It has to get to where I think that probability is around two thirds rather than one third. But understand, 
the risk profile changed. And appropriately, as, as I heard uh, my friend Hugh Hewitt discuss on his show, as he put it over the last couple of days, this is the week the market decided to price in that risk. And, it, and markets work rapidly. Prices adjust fairly quickly in stock markets. I believe the market might be just a little bit oversold based on what happened on Friday. But, nevertheless, the market needed to price in some risk, and it has done so. It has done so in a way that I think is logical. And indeed, in, in coming right up after this, I'm going to take you through just a titch of math, a little bit of finance math, to help explain for you why the market probably did what it did and why it's perfectly fine. And if you stayed invested through, through Friday, you're probably right in the right place right now. Back after this King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Do you currently get regular structured settlement or annuity payments from an insurance company for a personal injury, auto accident claim, wrongful death, or inheritance? If so, you don't have to wait for months or even years to get the cash you need now to cover urgent expenses like debts, tuition, medical bills, or exciting events like a new baby or down payment on a home. With over 25 years experience, J.G. Wentworth, the country's leader in structured settlement purchasing, has helped thousands of people get the cash they need. Call today at 800-741-5929. We offer flexible options that pay you a lump sum of cash for a portion of your payments, ensuring you get the money you need now while still receiving future payments from your structured settlement or annuity. And unlike others, J.G. Wentworth is a direct funder and can streamline the process, helping you get the lump sum of cash you need faster. For your free cash now quote, call 800-741-5929. That's 800-741-5929. 800-741-5929. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Here is your class valedictorian. You want your child to succeed at every level in life. To succeed, they need a solid foundation. Your child's education is an opportunity to instill a lifetime's worth of Christ-inspired principles to create that foundation. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we help your child get into a private Christian school for 50% off their first year. For more information, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. More and more these days, it feels like sports are losing out to hype. Who dissed who? Who signed the fattest contract? Who got busted for cheating? Lost 2 is the unique capacity sports have to inspire us, to unite us. Well, great news, sports fans. Sports are still being played for the right reasons. They're still as entertaining as they are character building. You just have to know where to find it. And you only have to look as far as your local Minnesota high school. You know, the place where the games are exciting, concessions are affordable, and the parking is free. Where the emphasis is on hustle and heart instead of hype. If you prefer real, honest-to-goodness sport played for all the right reasons, you'll find it at your hometown high school, High School Sports. Games are being played this weekend at a Minnesota high school near you. Okay, everybody, who's in? This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. In an era of fake news and misleading headlines, turn to a leader in accurate reporting, townhall.com. Get caught up with today's top stories, find brilliant commentary from our columnists, and have a laugh with our political cartoons at townhall.com. Ooh-wee! I sure got the blues this morning. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. Thank you for listening today. 651-289-4477, the number to call with your questions, comments, concerns. Not individual investment advice. I don't, again, I don't do that. I'm talking about stocks, stock prices maybe a little more than normal this week because, well, you know what, a 12% drop in the stock market in a single week? Merits conversation, even from economists, not just not just the financial shows. 
And so let me talk about that. I, I'm a fan of a blog post called uh, a blog called Musing on Markets by uh, Aswath Damodaran. Uh, professor Damodaran is a professor of finance at New York University. And he's posted consistently over the last decade or so really good information, data-driven advice on what's happening to the thing that determines really the, the fundamental prices for, for stocks versus bonds versus cash. So I think, you know, I, th- I will tell you, my, part of my philosophy is driven by my, my appreciation of John Bogle, uh, the, the, crea- the creator of the index funds that Vanguard has led and now are highly, highly popular. Um, so I tend to think of there being three buckets of of assets that we can own. We can own bonds, we can own stocks, we can and we can own international securities. I could divide that into international bonds and international stocks, but frankly, I don't. I just think of there as being three buckets, right? And this fits with the Bogle three fund approach. If you're if you know it, if you're a fan of it, great. Uh, I think it has a I think it has a lot to say for itself. And if you don't know what that is. And, you, and it interests you at all? Go read the go read Bogle's book. Um, that will that would do it. Um, there are if you look at the price of stocks, right? There cons- there's basically two components of it. The, a stock's price is equal to in finance the discounted the discounted present value of all the cash flows that that company is supposed to to give you until it comes to an end. And they'll, sometimes they'll say forever, but no firm lasts forever. So there's there's a date at which you'll no longer get cash flow from a company. Maybe in your lifetime, maybe in your child's lifetime if you if you bequeath it to a to a to an heir, to a child. But it's but you, it's a discounted present value. So if you think about the changes in prices of stocks, there are two pieces that you have to think about. One, what's happening to earnings? What's happening to earnings? Why I've talked about supply chains has been that I have been talking so far on this show, on the King Banyan Show here in Business 1440, about earnings. What are firms likely to earn when their supply chains are being disrupted? Some of them may just wait, and the supply chain will come back on sometime in the second quarter, sometime in the third quarter. They read these reports about which I can't talk. I'm not an expert on China. I read a lot of pieces from China, some of which say, hey, the workers are coming back to work, others which say they're not. Um, There's so much information, misinformation, and perhaps a little disinformation out there that I, I'm just going to work from a base case that supply chains have disrupted and that disruption is likely to last a matter of months. Not years, but months. If I believe that to be true, then firms that, are, that depend on China for their, for their production of intermediate inputs Either have to find, either have to slow their or stop their production, because they're waiting for they're waiting for a part, or they have to go find that part someplace else, at a price that almost certainly costs them more, because that's why they built the supply chain as it ha- as they have. Understand as as uh, I t- as I tweeted earlier this week, a uh, wonderful piece in Bloomberg from uh, Tyler Cowen. Supply chains don't last forever. If this is sufficiently disruptive, firms will rebuild the supply chain in a different way. They'll go from China to Vietnam or to Bangladesh or some other place to get the piece, the, get the inputs they need. Right? And sort of the theory of the case that has been made by many people, including the Trump administration, has been once I blow up those supply chains, um, once I once those supply chains are disrupted, they don't tend to go back. Okay, it's part of their 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 theory of the case in their trade war has always been the supply chains supply chains can be changed. It has a cost to it, 
But if there's sufficient pain out there, they will do it. And this is going to be our way to get to get Americans from get American business from relying so much on China, on the Chinese for uh, for intermediate inputs. Coronavirus has the same exact effect as the tariff in that way. And it's going to damage earnings of those firms. Now, everything else equal. Everything else equal. That in of itself should lead to a decrease in the price of stocks. Because firms are going to earn less income because their, in, their input costs have to rise. Add to this a second piece. The denominator. What's the interest rate at which you... you, What is the interest rate at which you discount the value of your future earnings of those firms? In in DeModeran's analysis, there's basically two parts to it. There's an interest rate that we would call the risk-free rate. It's the the rate at which you can borrow money uh, of someone can borrow money who has no risk at all of repayment. That's traditionally been the U.S. government. U.S. stocks, uh, excuse me, U.S. government securities have fallen to tremendously low levels. All of the things equal, that should in fact make stock prices higher, because if you're discounting by a lower rate, being in the denominator, that pushes up the that pushes up stock prices, and indeed that's been part of what's what's moved stock prices higher, due to Fed policy. But there's another piece that works at that. Because of the way way the way corporations are structured, stock owners need a risk need need a a return for the risks they bear from the fact that they in bankruptcy proceedings, if that firm should fail, they in bankruptcy proceedings are at the back of the line. They need they need to be compensated for that. We refer to that as the equity risk premium. And that's not a constant number. That number changes depending on the profile for risk that's out there. Demodoran the makes a very makes a makes a very very good point so in the first part he says in the first part if you look at the earnings piece in this in this article he says i he looks at at what's happening to earnings growth and so he says look suppose earnings growth growth drops five percent because of coronavirus right if i just do that earnings are going to be below the expected values in 2020 but that has to move the question is what happens to earnings afterwards? Do the earnings snap back and get higher or or do we recoup them at some point that 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 could give me all of it back, but it could be that those earnings don't come back. And so he puts a range on it. He says, "Look, in most cases, as long as you get a little more than half of your lost earnings recouped in later years, catch up production." The long-term impact on earnings should be roughly zero. But it, th- that seems unlikely. So you're going to get some drop in long-term earnings, and it implies there should be some change in stock prices. He then goes to talking about, about the risk premium. Okay, gets to the risk premium. And by looking at the risk premium, he says that risk premium now has to go up because of because of that increased uncertainty, and the risk premium is now at the high end of the range. the the rate The interest rate or the return you have to get on a stock to be willing to hold it versus a bond, which is safer, has gone from about five point one to five point two percent up to now about five point five. That increase is an, is more than enough to offset all of the all of those other changes. So you got a decrease in earnings, you've got an increase in the risk premium. Both of these working against stock prices. You've got we'll talk about the Fed coming out and saying we might be reducing, we might need to make a rate cut. 
which might push down bond prices, might push down bond yields and push up bond prices a little bit more, that, that'll give you some offset for that, but it won't be very much. And so when he does all the calculation, he comes out to approximately 3,000 on the S&P 500. We're currently around 2,900. I didn't, I didn't look at the exact prices. Hang on, I got the newspaper right here. Let me, let me see where we close here. Um, nope, I don't have it on that page. Yeah, hang on. Thank you, buddy. Uh, but the, uh, but the NAS, the, that's not even on, on that page. Doug on it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, it's 29 something is the last number I saw. So maybe it's a little bit sold off, but it's probably just about where it should be. It's probably just about where it should be. And I think, I think that that's pretty good news. The market took a little air out of the tires because it priced in both the decrease in earnings and a slight increase in the risk premium that you need to hold stocks versus bonds. So, and you can see that because bond prices have risen, bond yields have fallen at the same time that stock, stocks have fallen. That's, that's exactly the shift you should see here. It is normal, and we're probably priced in at the right level now. If you're going to see, if you think the market's going to go down another 10%, then you're either saying risks, the risk premium should be a lot higher, which I don't think there's a lot of evidence for, or you think the impact on earnings is a lot greater than, a, than what we're talking about, than a 5% drop. I don't think it's much more than that. But 5% drop in earnings is, is pretty significant in its own right. You typically don't see more. So I kind of think that's right. Now, along with that, we're now going to switch in our next segment to talking about the macro impact and get to the fact that we went from Tuesday, where we had them saying it's way too soon to speculate whether or not we should have a rate cut, to by Friday, an unusual statement by Jay Powell to the markets mid-afternoon yesterday. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. This is Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities. During times of crisis, this radio station will continue to be a reliable source of news and information. We take this very seriously and ask that you continue to stand behind not only our station by listening every day, but by continuing to do business with our local marketing partners. It's because of their support that we can be a beacon of strength when our culture needs it the most. Visit this station's website to learn more or call us at 651-405-8800. How does the baby move in your tummy? How does the baby eat? Can the baby hear me? How did the baby get in there? Wow, a pregnancy can sure generate a lot of questions. But what's important is that a baby is a baby, inside and out of the womb. Not just after birth, but nine months before at conception. That's right. Every baby is a miracle. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the key word pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. If your house needs new windows, you may be justifiably concerned about the upcoming parade of three-hour window presentations. High pressure, high priced, and all say they have the only window in the world that is right for you. Well, this year, do the opposite. I'm Ryan with My Three Quotes, the one-of-a-kind free service that's the exact opposite of the typical window buying experience. First of all, I'm respectful of everyone's time. In less than an hour at your house, I'll have all the info I need to email you installed quotes on any window brand from multiple local contractors. Secondly, we find the best options based on your needs in your house. Whether it's Marvin, Anderson, or local vinyl brands, I know where to get you the best prices and quality. Thirdly, zero pressure, guaranteed. You move at your pace, and I'm always available to provide more options or meet you at showrooms until you're confident moving forward. When that time comes, I'll write up the order and do a walkthrough inspection when it's done. 
And did I mention I have the same free process for siding and roofing? Visit My3Quotes online to set up a free appointment. That's the number three, My3Quotes. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. All right, so we've set the table. Stock prices fell for what I believe to be quite rational reasons. I don't have, maybe a little bit off. I did finally get the paper open to the right page uh, during the break. And the S&P 500 at tw- at closed at 29.54 on Friday. Uh, the Dow at 25,409. Those are off, like I said, about twelve percent. So yeah, your your uh, your statements from your from your brokers, be this being the last day, leap day of uh, twenty twenty. Um, I look at those numbers and and they're going to say, ooh, yeah, well, bad things happen in the market, and it's very possible. Again, it's very possible that a recession could happen. Not likely. I'm not at that two. I'm not, I'm not in that two thirds place. I'm in that one third place. Um, I'm in that one third place, but the one third place is elevated from where I think I was a year ago. So anyway, that's what they look like, and that's 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 perfectly that's perfectly fine. What was interesting, though was what happened in in the market. So let me, again, I'm going to talk and I, I'm i going to get, this is going to get a little technical. I, 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 I tell you what, um, I read Paul Krugman, so you don't have to. Um, he has a tendency when he's blogging, he wants to go to the things he actually knows best to preface them by saying, okay, very wonky or this is, this is, this is wonky stuff. Okay, so... I'm going to preface this in the same way. I always get annoyed by that because it's sort of like saying, you got to be really smart to understand me now. No. If you don't understand what I'm saying, it's not your fault because you don't know. Who's had an education. So, and, and an education very broadly defined. It doesn't mean you have a college diploma. Per se, anyone who's had an, had that should be able to do this. So it's my job to explain this to you. And in this segment, I'm going to talk about the plague for a very strange reason. So I actually, when I teach when I teach uh, macroeconomics, I, I set this scenario up. I usually do it with World War II, but let's suppose I did this with let's suppose I did this with the plague. So it's 14th century England, and you wake up one day and recognize that everybody around you is sick, and one by one you see the people around you die. You, you know, thanks to the blessings of God. Do not get sick. You're able to continue to function as you always have. Right? Two things are going to happen now as a result. One, as people die, they consume fewer products. And that's fine. Right? But as people die, the number of people are actually able to produce goods and services that are needed in that economy is shrinking. Now, in any world where where you are having fewer and fewer people fewer and fewer people uh, live fewer and fewer workers what should happen to the price of a worker what should happen to their wage 
Well, by this time, most of my students have already had a couple lectures discussing supply and demand. And they would say, it goes up, Dr. Banyan. To which I would say, fantastic, you're right, correct. If, if all of a sudden there are a lot fewer workers, for whatever reason, okay, and, and I, I agree how morbid it must seem to the person who hears me tell this story that I'm killing off workers. So it could be something different. It could be, for example, I mean, think about World War II, where we took a massive amount of our, our labor force and shifted them from producing goods and services in the United States to fighting the war effort. Wages and prices would have had rose. Even though we, we restricted that through two parts. One, we actually had price controls during World War II, and the other part was... We got a whole lot of people who weren't in the labor force and pulled them into the labor force. Men, okay, and that's the story of Rosie the Riveter. Right? Women came into the workforce in, in great numbers. 14th century England, women did not go into the labor force to replace the men who died from the, from the, from the, from the Black Death. Okay? Wages rose. It's natural. Right? Fewer workers needed, needed something to happen. The, okay, in the language of economists, right, if you think about the fact that as you add more workers to a piece of land, the amount of additional crops they can produce goes down as you add more workers. That last worker you put on gets you less additional crops than the worker you put on before and back and back. I'm doing this very fast because I don't want to spend, I can't spend two hours just on this. I'd love to, but, but I got other things to talk about. But we call that in economics a supply shock. And in supply shocks, a supply shock can cause a recession because you get less output. But it happens at the same time that prices rise, not fall. What we should be seeing in China right now, right? what we should be seeing right now in China is the impact of a supply shock. But that's supply shock, okay, and, and, and that will happen. However, you want to know what's going to happen in the United States. You may not, only a handful of you probably care about my predicting the Chinese economy, to which I would say you've come to the wrong place. I don't do, I'm not a forecaster of Chinese GDP or, or, or any such things. I don't know enough to be able to do that. But there's a transmission process that's happening here. And that transmission process also takes on the qualities of supply shock. Remember what I said in the last, in the last segment. When I'm, or two segments ago, when I, when I can't rely on my supply chain to bring me goods anymore, in a simple principles of macroeconomics classroom model, my input costs go up, and that, too, looks like a supply shock. It's not the same supply shock as having my workers die, but it has the same impact. So that's going to increase. That's going to increase. All of that. All of That's going to increase prices. However, if the Fed is going to do what it ought to do, it's going to, right, which is it will increase aggregate demand, the ability of people to buy goods and services, to offset the supply shock. If it tries to do that, what it typically creates is inflation. So there's a big argument going on right now among economists about whether or not the Fed should do something. So, Richard Clarida, vice chair of the Fed, on Tuesday, I should have pulled this, I should have pulled this audio for you, Wyatt, I apologize. I didn't do it. Richard Clarida comes out on Tuesday and says, look, it's really too soon for us to even consider, too soon to speculate his word on whether or not a rate, a rate cut is warranted. He's not sure we should do that. Friday morning, 
Friday morning, Jim Bullard, president of the mini of the St. Louis Federal Reserve, before giving a speech, is asked about coronavirus, and he says, "Look, if this thing goes, it's it's probably too soon to say, but if the impact of coronavirus continues to spread as it has spread, we would probably consider a rate cut." Which was like, "Whoa, whoa, okay." And the market is like, but the market discounts President Bullard because President Bullard is considered to be one of the more dovish members of the of the FOMC. So yesterday afternoon, the Fed, in a very unusual act, releases a statement, you know, in the voice of Jay Powell, but it, it, he doesn't come out and say it. It's just posted to their website. And what I have is an audio of Steve Leisman reading the statement to you. Go ahead and play that clip for me. The fundamentals of the U.S. economy remain strong. However, the coronavirus poses evolving risk to the outlook, uh, evolving risk to the economic activity. The Federal Reserve is closely monitoring developments and their implications for the economic outlook. We will use our tools and act as appropriate to support the economy. That was it. Three sentences. Okay, I tweeted it. I tweeted as soon as I could. I was I was in uh, I was traveling uh, in the state yesterday, so I did. I wasn't watching my phone very carefully to see this, but but if you were following the market, if you okay for those of you that have your little little sheets here, uh, if you have a one day sheet, you can see that you can see that the market declined dramatically. It was looking like it was going to have a several hundred point loss. The the at uh, one point, the uh, S&P 500 was down as low as 28.55. It closed at 29.54. Most of that gain made after, in the 90 minutes after uh, Powell makes that statement. You can't tell me he didn't make that statement hoping to, hoping to move the tape before 4 o'clock. He could have given that very same statement at 4.30 rather than 2.30. But he wanted that to be put into the market so that it could get priced in before the close of the, the closing bell on Friday to say, we're watching it and we could possibly make this change. We could possibly make this change. Right. Will it work? Can the Fed actually get us out of the issues with coronavirus? If you want to know the answer to that, stay tuned. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. So I'm standing here right now looking at 10 different brand new LG refrigerators, stoves, washers, and dryers. And we have all 10 listed at a minimum of $500 cheaper than most of our competitors. That's huge considering at PJ's Appliance Outlet, we do not use the fictional, often inflated MSRP price that most appliance stores use to get these savings. At PJ's, we're discounting real-time competitors' pricing for the same appliances throughout the cities. Hey, it's PJ here from PJ's Appliance Outlet. 
Now, I know you've heard all about how our customers travel from all over the Twin Cities to save hundreds, sometimes thousands, on name brand appliances. In fact, customers upgrading several appliances have more often than not walked out of our store saving thousands. There's only so much I can say in a radio ad about our products, prices, and ironclad warranties. So if you're looking for new appliance or just feel like browsing, come check us out at pjsappliantsoutlet.com. That's pjsappliantsoutlet.com, where every deal is a steal. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. Looking for a small space for your startup or small business? Rentspace.com has quality facilities with good locations in the Twin Cities West Metro. Month-to-month or long-term leases available. Rentspace.com. Small space for small business. Rentspace.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. 651-289-4477. 651-289-4477. Again, not my job to tell you what to do with your your stocks or bonds. My job is to tell you what the economy is likely to do and what the what likely policy responses there are. President Trump, uh, of course, has been very critical of the Fed. And he had this to say, and I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what the timing was. I believe this was after, I believe this was coming off a helicopter or going to a helicopter, which is where they tend to catch him. It's why the audio is not very good. Uh, did the best we could with this, but this is President Trump about the Federal Reserve and and its likely policies. Uh, well, I hope so and then he walks off to the to the helicopter right after that um look i i I've tweeted to you uh, one piece that actually includes that aggregate supply, aggregate demand graph uh, that was drawn by Scott Sumner uh, earlier earlier this week. And I had posted it back on Wednesday, but wanted to repost it so that you could find it at the top of our feed at pound KBRS, at pound KBRS. And we, we are, you know, and someone, someone will say, I can imagine, I can imagine a couple of my commenters on the Twitter feed saying, well, so the Fed's going to get looser with policy. No, what the Fed has to have is a policy. The, pol- the policy is high employment with 2% inflation. Now, I've argued that 2% might not be the right number, but that's not the point. The point is, once you come out and said 2% inflation, then you're committed to keeping 2% inflation. And what you, what you probably ought to do is something that says... Something that that demonstrates that you believe inflation is going to be is going to run below the two percent, which is possible. But again, supply shocks typically have the impact of raising prices, and correcting for it leads us to raise prices further. That's okay. What the Fed needs to come out and say is, our job is to support high high employment, uh, uh, the high employment that we can have with two percent, with long run steady two percent inflation. And what the Fed should commit to, and I agree with Sumner on this point. It's not in that particular post, but it's in a different post he made later in this week. Is that the Fed needs to commit that over the next five years the inflation rate will average two percent. 
And that means that if you get a run below 2%, so if the most recent data out this week um, says that the inflation rate, from, according to the, to the uh, personal consumption expenditure deflator, excluding food and energy, this is their favorite measure, right now is running on a 12 on a 12-month basis at 1.7%. And what the market should be able to rely on is that the Fed is conducting a policy to make sure that if you get a 1.7 over some period of time, that you're going to get an inflation rate above 2% to compensate for that sometime within the next five years. Right now, we have inflation expectations that it by some measures look like they're above 2%, by other measures look like they're below 2%. Market-based measures tend to look like they're below 2%, but they're problematic because the market-based measures have some noise in them due to f- peculiarities of how uh, Treasury in, uh, inflation-protected securities trade. In the other place, in the other places, the survey models are really kind of all over the place. But what the Fed has to show is sort of say and make statements to the effect of how are we doing relative to our long-run 2% target? This can be an opportunity for them to do that. And they can say, look, we think the economy is strong, but right now we're not hitting our 2% target. So we're actually going to adjust rates to meet the policy we already have. As I tell people, the policy... The Fed funds rate's not the policy. 2% inflation is the policy. All right? 2% inflation is the policy. And if you haven't done enough to get yourself there, ask yourself why not, and either change the policy because it's no lo- 2% is no longer appropriate, or cut rates more, or engage in what other monetary policy you decide to get yourself back to the 2%. But what markets want to reduce that equity risk premium, to make the markets work better, they need some certainty about what inflation is going to be, not next month, not three months from now, not by the election, but they need that over the next five years. And right now, right now, there is increased uncertainty about that, and that's part of what's made those stock prices fall. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Mitch Berg from the Northern Alliance here for Kingdom Builders. You've heard them on this station. They say they're not great salesmen, just great roofers. But if you're a homeowner, you've heard the horror stories from your neighbors about roofers who were great salesmen, but terrible roofers, about contractors with no integrity. So my first call was to the roofers who make their integrity the center, not just of their business, but of their lives. That's the Kingdom Builders. And yeah, they are great roofers. I have a challenging roof. Third floor, lots of details, and it was last re-roofed when I was just out of high school. And yet... From the moment they showed up, I had the confidence. I wasn't just going to get a great roof. I wasn't going to get that heartburn you get when trying out a new contractor. So, yeah, they are great roofers and genuinely great people to work with. And I have the nicest-looking roof on my block. So call 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. Or find them online at thekingdombuilders.net. Tell them Mitch Berg sent you, and he loves his new roof. Giving your computer. Want your computer fixed right the first time? Arby's is the place. Hi, this is Randy from Arby's Computer Service. Why is it that your cell phone is replaced every two to three years with no thought about cost, but when it comes to your computer in your office, you try and hold out five to six years or longer to do the same? Arby's Computer Service. 
What is that loss in productivity doing to your bottom line? Do you know that we can sell you a brand new commercial computer that is super fast for less than the cost of your new iPhone or Android phone? Why are you waiting? Call us today. We can be reached at 763-441-3884. That's 763-441-3884. Or on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boots. Arby's Computer Service. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play Business Radio 1440. Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite Business 1440 hosts and shows with Alexa and Amazon Smart Speakers. Our 